Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm ZD Donahue. And we're just going to answer some rando questions that have come up in the in the group or things well, that... Well, you know, I like doing this because what happens sometimes is I think, you know, I see them and I think about them and I don't want to just answer them in the... Right, uh, you it's know, nice in, to put them the everywhere. Because... It's some, I would have to write, like, a, a novel well, to answer them, probably. Yeah, and it's good, it's good to put them here, too. Right. Well, and then they pile up and I forget them. Well, and right. we we uh, republished an episode last week because yes. I was, like, kind of exposed to COVID. I was negative. Thanks for all your kind thoughts. Um, well, like... But we thought we'd be safe. believe she was exposed to COVID. Yeah, but maybe kinda, she really wasn't. But we got to We were being we really blah, careful. Blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah. okay, we're just being real careful. So anyway, uh, we republished our first ever episode, Thread With Your Presser Foot Up. And we think we've been saying it, you know, all these years. And we got a very nice note from Stephanie. A really long note. And she a was really like, grateful thank note. you so much yeah. for, for publishing this episode because, you know, you'll talk about it occasionally and uh, it fixed my problems. Right. So, well, and, yay. and, you know, when we get one response that's positive, there's probably more people out there that just haven't like, written oh, in that yeah, were glad yeah, that they, right. they heard it. So we're glad that that reminder was at least helpful to one person we've only rebroadcasted or like missed a week twice in five years of podcasting yeah. and, and so i guess this is our it's like what we do every couple years if we have to miss a week as we rebroadcast the first episode it's our tradition yeah okay so that's what we do well and it's hard <laughs> you know even when we even when we had a storefront it was hard that you know thread with your presser foot up i'm trying to think you know some other, you know, always check your needle position, you know, all, Make all sure these your needle's things. high enough. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. your needle in the high? You know, all these things we would tell people to do. And you think you've said them five million times, and you have. You just haven't particularly said it to that person. Well, also, you know, I've said this before. I'll say it again. We get to sew a lot. Right. A lot of the people who are listening to our podcast, it's like, you know, a hobby that they get to do sometimes. Right. And for my hobbies that I get to do, sometimes I need Reminders, refreshers, right. good coaching, well, etc. And someone right? could have right. Someone yeah. could have listened to the episode and didn't sew for a while, and then yeah, it was exactly. sort of you know ba- right. So we're happy to be here. In the back of the file cabinet, we're so happy to, to be here to tell you to thread with your presser foot up. And thank you for the nice note, Stephanie. Um, our first question that we're going to answer uh, is: Why are PDF and print patterns sold separately? Um, and I'm not even sure I know exactly what that question means. Oh, I mean, well, sure. it means you have a choice, right? Like you yeah. can buy the pattern as a PDF or you can buy it as printed. Is that, I guess I the question is, if I buy this as a printed pattern, why can't I just get the PDF for free? Also. Yeah. Right. Yes. I think okay. that's. Yeah, that's, that's probably the question. Right. The question, because yeah. like, why is it, you know, why are they separate or, you know, why can't right. I. If I own one, I own, I should own them all. They're the same thing. Right. 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 Why can't I. All know, right, Mallory, why? That? Okay. So, um. I, uh, until very recently, like an hour ago, um, did some work for Cashmerette Patterns. Right. <laughs> um, lovely, lovely company. Just amazing. Uh, it, I highly recommend their products. And uh, Jenny and team are just 
beautiful people all around. So uh, go to cashmerette.com if you have not ever heard of their patterns. They do really cool stuff. And um, yeah, they're wonderful. So anyway, uh, I was I was doing some work for them and some of the work I was doing was processing and creating these patterns. And so I really got to see the work that went into printed and PDF right. patterns. And you really saw the difference from the inside out. Yeah. And so I re- like we have patterns that are only PDF. Okay. So I designed them, created them, put them in a printable format where people can print them at home right. or they can send them away to be printed. Right. Okay. So Cashmerette, they get their patterns printed. You can buy them on tissue paper, just like the big four. Right. Okay. Well, the and, traditional way. Yeah, sort of the, the right, the more traditional way of buying it. And they sell th- through their website. They sell through independent pattern, you know, uh, excuse me, independent sewing stores, you know. Right. Um, so anyway, they produce both of those things. And actually, fun fact, this has nothing to do with Cashmere and public knowledge, but like the only place that prints those sewing patterns. Now. Ha- well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now had an outage that lasted like seven months and any every sewing pattern any and every sewing pattern is was printed at this facility i'm talking big four i'm talking you know cashmerette closet core uh the craft industry alliance did an uh an article on it you know this is like the only place that did it so they had an outage like a some kind of something data happened breach. While, where they were down. Yeah, like a like a security breach. Okay, okay? Oh, you know wow. something weird. Like they were hacked, I believe, mm-hmm. and no one could get their patterns printed. <laughs> so it was uh, it was crazy. Um, That's really horrible. Actually, yeah. they are now closed, and they have like another facility that prints like in a different way on like different paper, and they pieced out their machines they parted them out Mm. didn't sell them to anybody so so nobody could like buy them and take it over so are patterns being no they they can be printed but it's in like it's it's a different format now or something Mm -hmm. so anyway okay but i can buy an envelope with the printed Mm-hmm. pattern in yeah, it Yeah, you can buy an envelope for the printer. It might, may or may not be available, the one so I want. So why, when, you know, when you go to Closet Core and you buy their printed pattern, why can't you just get the PDF for free or a cashmere right. or whatever, you know? Well, the reason is it takes a lot of work to prepare those files. They're different. They're so that, okay, different. Okay, so that, that's, that <laughs> was my next question. Are they different files? They are different so files. So what you're printing at your local stationery store or at home or mm-hmm. whatever, your office store, is not the same as the file of files that they're taking at this big at industrial plant. sending to plant. the printer. You yes. got it. So labor-wise... There's different labor that goes into creating those files and then, you know, QAing those files, right? Quality assurance, mm-hmm. all that. And then there is the investment. If a pattern company wants to print their patterns on paper, they can't just print like 
200 or 20, right? They right. have to order a huge. Like a thousand or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what but it is. Whatever. You know, some huge inventory. So they have to pay for inventory and have it sitting there till you sitting buy there, it, basically. Paying rent somewhere, right. you know, whether whether they've got it in their house or in a warehouse or, you know, right, whatever. in their basement or, right, it, they, in their barn. Exactly. They are truly two different products. Wow. So, um, you know, when you really dig into the business processes behind that, it is, I just want to tell you all, if you've ever wondered, you know, um, that it, they they know this. Yeah. They, they know that they, they, they like figured this answer up to this question before we ever ask it, it. And it's completely, I just want to say, it's just completely justifiable yeah. that you, so you need to think about this when you're buying mm-hmm. because you may, I always go, I always vacillate. Okay, well, if I buy this PDF, I have it right now. Well, you have yeah. it right now, but then you got to like get it but printed. you have to get it printed. Or you have to print right. it or whatever, you know. Um, so one or the other, uh, and then, okay, well, if I order the tissue, then I have to wait. Right. Okay. You know, so you need to kind of think about this. And then once you own that PDF, you get to print it forever. Now, are they the same price? No. See, this is the other thing. I think pattern companies are pretty nice for pricing their PDFs lower. They are. <laughs> so, you know. They because are. the work behind them is pretty. And in fact, right. um, most. The development behind them anyway. Right. The uh, Most PDF patterns will come in a few different formats. You know, the, the print at home or the copy shop. So technically they're taking a little more. Um, they're taking a little more time uh, to do. But. And, you know, you have to pay as a company, like we have to pay for website hosting in order yeah. to host those files. So it's it's yeah. not, you know, just because it's not something you hold in your hand doesn't mean it doesn't right. cost to right. store and maintain. Um, so good question. Why is it, why aren't they the same price? and Or, or are they a different and price? And why don't you get both with the price right. of one? So I would, I would say that really my preferred method to, to receiving a pattern maybe, would be (laughs) to buy the PDF, get it printed at a copy shop, because I like the heavier paper. I really do. I was going to say, I think I would rather have the heavier paper also. You know, I always liked... um, When Quickso had it. When Quickso had the heavy heavy ones, right, and... Because I'm also on Team Trace. Yeah, well, okay, so then I would trace. I really liked them, yes. Yeah, so then I would trace... Um, on that, I and was then, very upset when when oh yeah when they went to tissue. they switched yeah, to me, tissue uh, agreed totally well, and that agreed. was because they were purchased and the company was purchased so they were purchased and then they were like mm-hmm. wow this is more expensive and it's heavier and right. it, I mean mm-hmm. can you imagine the it's cumulative effect well, though of okay like, we have some that yeah, are like 20, yeah. 30 years old that were folded and refolded <laughs> that like they are like falling apart at the fold lines and we've had to tape them together and things so, like that so i i think that i my my preferred way buy the pdf get it printed and then when you get it printed depending on where you're getting it printed and shipping right. and all that jazz you do end up your cost goes up to the price of a paper pattern right you know right um but then you can trace you can get it reprinted if you wish Okay, right. you you know you can so so if you're not team trace and you cut it out right you can get and and then you know three years later your body is a different shape, different size whatever you can get it printed again you could yeah you could you print don't it have again. to pay the original purchase price of the pattern yes so um 
I just do want to let people know that the work that goes into creating this, you know, PDFs versus the printed, it's different. You know, of course, the pattern pieces get developed and you're getting the same, you know, final pattern pieces. But they are different things and that is why they're sold separately. So just just so you know, that's what goes on. Now, a lot of companies will, you know, if they have errors or something, mm-hmm. um, you know, and you can prove they'll that you... They'll send you a... Yeah. The, so if you update. can prove that you purchased the paper right. pattern, they'll send you a PDF, like, updated file, right. which is nice, too. Um, uh, and I think that's that's a nice thing about the indie pattern companies is that they do stuff like that. You I, do I both. don't right. think that, like, if I emailed McCall's about that, that pattern that I cut out that was mislabeled, <laughs> right. they would send me a PDF, you know. So anyway, <laughs> um, that can be very nice. But yeah, that was a that was a cool learning time for me. Um, and yeah, huge props to Cashmerette. Uh, go browse their patterns, uh, especially if you have a full bust. So that's that's their deal. Is they started out as a plus size company and they are catering to people who have a full bust. Um, now in sizes, their size range, zero to 32. Wow. So they've got these Very nice. two size ranges right. and they're catering to those uh, larger busts. In fact, you are like, what did we decide? You're like an 8GH yeah. or something like that, size 8 with a GH cup. So pretty cool. Okay. So that was probably a good thing because I think we do have some people who are well, like you, you know, we talked about PDF patterns. Like I answered that question, I don't know, a couple months ago. And that's not really how you've bought patterns and not how you consume patterns no. nowadays. You know, well, so I, I can be new to people. Uh, right. And, and you don't buy a lot of new patterns. And what's happened with me is I started drafting patterns and I don't buy patterns. And now ZD just yes. wears leotards and leggings all the time. And that's all. That's true, time. too. <laughs> I mean, but I, I really don't buy patterns. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break and come back and talk about our next question from the group. Hey, friends. Hey, the Stitch Please podcast is about to publish its 100th episode. That's right. 100 episodes. As part of the celebration, we are launching 100 by 100 to help us get 100 more Patreon supporters by the 100th episode publication date on September 15th, 2021. 100 additional Patreon supporters would give us the financial stability we need to hire editorial and production help. You can find the links to our Patreon in the show notes. Thank you so much for considering this and thank you current and future Patreon supporters. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we're back. Okay, this was a question from Quinn. Oh, it wasn't, well, it was in April. It wasn't that long ago. <laughs> And it was April of this year. April of this so, year, it says. That's not that long ago. Uh, Quinn posted this, like, super voluminous, you know, um, dress that she was going to make out of silk organza. She posted, like, an inspiration picture. Um, and her question was, I'm making a dress out of silk organza. I need to wash it as I'd like to hand wash the dress I end up making. I would normally just wash it how I'd wash the final garment, but washing it in my bathtub sounds like such a pain. It's a 10-yard roll. So what if I just wash it on cold in the washing machine and let it air dry? Am I going to ruin my fabric? Um, how have you pre-washed and dried your organza in the past, and how has it turned out? Photo of my inspo for attention. Yeah, she posted, posted a photo. So she's going to make this dress. And she's got 10 yards of this stuff. Um and what I recommended was washing a sample of it. Right. Instead of washing the whole 10 yards. Right. Right. And seeing what happens. Now, what we just discussed, I said, cut off a yard and wash it. Right. See what happens. And you were like, oh, or you could cut off two yards and wash them two different ways and right. see what happens. Now, when I say sample, you can't, like, wash a four-inch square. You can't wash. <laughs> you know, right. You can't wash a happens. third of a yard yeah. or 10 inches or 12 inches. It's not going to tell you what's really going to happen. You got to do a big. You really have to because especially if it takes it out of square really bad mm. or something like that, you won't notice it. Or here's the other thing. Sometimes when you wash a small sample, it will take it out of of okay. uh, of, of square. So Der- and a larger sample won't. Derek and I are looking at a new washer and dryer. We got a like a really Already? good Already? Well, we got, you know what? That's like 6 years old. I know. But whatever, it's that front-loading washer. I think they're just pieces of crap. Okay, I think I and they were cheap. You know the whole thing. I'll just I'll just tell you all how much I paid for my washer and dryer. I think they were under a thousand dollars together because it was yeah. like Black Friday. Right. Zelda was a baby, yeah. so they're like six years old. Right. Okay. And yes, they like washers and dryers should totally last longer than that. But I don't like the way that this washer is performing. So everyone in my life is telling me to get a Speed Queen. Okay, Speed Queen this, Speed Queen that, Speed Queen's amazing, blah, 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 blah. Well, Derek is always very skeptical of everything. And, of course, then he goes to the New York Times to see if that's actually the right thing to do. You know, his Bible. Yeah. Got to check with the New York Times. I tell Derek, you can leave bread in the freezer and get it right out and toast it. He's like, what? I don't know. And then he sends me a New York Times article two months later that says that. And I was like, well, I could have written this article. I already told you this. <laughs> Did New- you say, the New my York mother Times- told me that when yes. I was four. <laughs> the New York Times has to tell you everything. Okay. Well, the New York Times had a piece on freaking Speed Queens. Okay. I can't believe they had a piece on oh, frozen bread. Well, yeah. Well. Oh, my God. Content is king, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, my gosh. And 
So anyway, what they're saying in this article is that speed queens are too rough on clothes, and they are like a laundromat, apparently yes. grade uh, washer and dryer. Maybe they're not the best choice. They use a lot of water. But the sample they showed, this was like their test. Yeah. It was, I mean, it couldn't have been four inches by four inches, of like some kind of loosely woven, I mean, it kind of looked like, like burlap a- burlap or something. Well, or, yeah, yeah. So like- Half step tighter than burlap. Like, like, okay. like something you would never wear. Yeah. yeah. Or you'd freaking have finished edges. They right. were unfinished edges oh, and yeah. they washed it and they showed how much it frayed. And I, you know, he sends me like a right. screenshot or, or no, he sent me the article and I sent him a screenshot of that. And I'm like, this is kind of stupid. Right. This is kind of a dumb you know, test okay. in my opinion. Okay. So, I mean, this is a little bit, of, I guess yeah. we're taking a tangent. We're ta- yeah, taking a Hello. tangent. Hello. <laughs> we're making a left. Um, the one thing that in one, it certainly several years of my life that I knew about was sewing machines and sergers, right? I knew about every single make. Yeah. I knew every single model. This would, this was before there was 4,000 models, you know, right. and they changed them every two minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So anyway. And they just changed the name. The, yeah. And, and then like sometimes they just change the name or the one color. Thing, the color. The name yeah. Like the color of the top. <laughs> That's always real good. But anyway. So someone brought in, you know, this article. And said, it says this about this machine and this, you know, so I'm going to look at, you know, the baby lock or whatever, right? And I, and there was some good information, but it was obvious that this was written by someone, I think it was Consumer Reports. Oh, man, Consumer Reports. Reports, let me tell you. I don't know about that. Well, here's what I know. The person who wrote the article didn't sew. Did not sew. Yeah, they the they didn't even describe things properly. Yeah, you know, and then they talked about things on the serger that didn't even exist. They were, you know, and I was like, this is really bad. Yeah, because this this woman really believed in this magazine. Sure, you sure. know, and and I thought, now I don't know how they are on cars. Maybe their car person is better. Right. But you know, here's the thing: their car person is probably a car person. Their sewing machine person is probably the sewing machine person and the vacuum cleaner person and the iron person and the home well, fan like, person. And, you know, I, I and mean, lots of people drive cars too. Right. Lots of people have daily interactions under, with cars. That's what I'm. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yes, yes, you know. And so I thought, you know, you just gotta take it for what it's worth. Sometimes it might not always be correct. Right. Right. You know. Um, well, I so, people do trust us. Brianne just bought a baby lock Aria. I saw that. Uh, she said she drank the Kool-Aid. Here, let's get a little, little clap, Yay. little clap. Yay. Congratulations on she your new baby. She, she said she drank Kool-Aid. Your new baby lock. Um. <laughs> oh, yeah, so now every time we say baby lock, let's say it uh, a la Moira shit. Oh, yeah, baby Moira, lock. That's not her last name. What's, Moira. What, what's their last name? It's not shit's Creek. I mean, there's just different. Their last name? Right, they have a different last name. Oh my god! It was I a feel relative like, that was named I feel like Schitz. such an yeah. idiot. Yeah. Oh my god! Rose, Rose, duh, duh, Moira Rose. Yes, I'll be like, I knew, I knew, Okay, so Consumer Reports, and yeah, I'm like, well, if I threw, first of all, I kind of didn't believe that the other washers and dryers were actually like that gentle on this unfinished square of loosely woven cloth. Well, especially was, considering what it was. Yeah, right, I'm just right. like, we don't wash things like that. Like, right. 
and I this was dumb. This was right. stupid. You know, right. it made me kind of angry. But there were other things. So I, I have not completely drunk the Speed Queen Kool-Aid. Okay. But, well, and partially the water thing is an issue. So they apparently didn't sell to consumers for a few years because it didn't meet, like, the EPA uh-huh. requirements. Right. And then they put, like, a a cycle in that met it and okay. they called it like the EPA cycle yeah. and they were like, but you don't have to use this. So <laughs> they, you can override so they, it. they were like getting around the regulations. Right. I'm like, cool. Uh, so I'll do some more, I'll do some more research, but yes, stupid. I hate my stupid you know, washer right now. I hate it. We're talking about consumer reports and things like that. And we're supposed to be talking so, about Quinn's. Okay. <laughs> but also sometimes there are things, you know, because you've known them all your life, or you grew up with them, and you have experienced them, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I want to tell you what your dad said to me. Uh-huh. So we have peach trees, right? And I was actually gone when the harvest happened. Hallelujah for me. And Mallory harvested all these peaches, right? Well, and, and the kids and Derek. Well, right. And and so not all of them were ripe, or as ripe as we would have liked them to be to make jam and... Um, I'm making jam and chutney. I, I don't know what you're making. You're making a peach pie, I'm sure. I don't know. Yeah, some. But anyway, or peach pie filling. Yeah. Right? But anyway, so, you know, we split these peaches up between the three of us and all this. And so I have these three bags of peaches in brown grocery bags mm-hmm. sitting on our counter. And the reason I have three is because the peaches were kind of small, medium, and large. Yeah, you you so, size So I actually them. sized them. Mm-hmm. And I wanted them to ripen, so I put them in these bags, and then I rolled the top of the bag down, right? Right. And your dad comes in, and he says, what is that? And I'm like, oh, those are the peaches. I want them to, ri- I wanted them to ripen up a little bit, you know, before I started on, the, on jam or whatever. And he says, oh, so did you read about doing that on the Internet? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, No. I've done this all my no, life. She learned it in Girl Scouts. Yeah, no, well, that happens. <laughs> no. I was like, oh, we know it happens. No, Mom. my mother put fruit <laughs> in a bag. My if mother you wanted to put write bread in the freezer. Here, this is. She just, also put bread in the it's freezer. Just and so me bitching about that. her so husband. So you've learned that. You know. But I just think it's funny that he thinks like I didn't know about this mm. until yesterday when I looked it up on the internet or well, something. There, there is some do. information that you have. And like I said, you've experienced it, so you know okay, it but works. but sometimes you do read about right. things on the internet. Oh, no. You know, and sometimes yeah. I look up what I know to see, like, why it works or if it's, if it's really, yeah, or somebody's got another idea that's easier or whatever. Anyway, they are quite ripe right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Derek, here, I'll just I'll just complain one more time about, well, we have wonderful spouses, everybody. We love them. Actually, we do. We do. We do. It, it's really hard, though, when you're smarter than everyone. Well, yeah. <laughs> tell us about it, Mom. Well, Derek worked in the produce department of Chinooks for, like, seven years or something, like, on and off through high school and college. So, like, I don't even like. So he's our produce specialist. I don't like to buy produce or, like, talay about it. Because I'd be like, well, it's not quite ready. You know, that's how you tell if I, <laughs> well, I'm like, okay, this. okay. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure that's how he feels when he talks about anything with, like, fabric around <laughs> me or something. <laughs> I stopped reading a book because it had the sentence, like, it said, the kick pleats were fluttering around her heels. And I was like, kick pleats aren't near your heels. Not a really. kick pleat is at your knees on so a very straight skirt. This person did right. not have kick pleats right. at their heels. And I was just like, I can't read this book. And that's how annoying I am. Okay. <laughs> I realized that 
I'm being totally pretentious. Uh, anywho. Okay, so Quinn, you know, I, I said, hey, wash a sample. And she's like, oh, yeah, duh, should, that's what I should do. And she's just going to wash it in her sink, and it's it's all happy and everything. Right. But we wanted to talk a little bit about what does make fabric shrink. Right. So you should really read the manufacturer's instructions if you can um, because – there aren't hard and fast rules necessarily for all fibers. Exactly. And also, sometimes those instructions, now I don't want to screw everybody up here, but sometimes they're, they're more like, um, what do I want to say? The manufacturer is protecting themselves. Yeah, they're covering their butts. Yeah. So if I get a rayon blouse uh-huh. and it says dry clean only, I probably know I don't have to because of the experience I've had with rayon. Yeah. I know how I can launder my rayon, right? Mm -hmm. A ready-made rayon, and it won't shrink, and it will be okay. But they do put that on there in case someone goes, like, wild crazy with how they wash this, and it shrinks up, and then, you know, and then they've got a complaint. And it frays up in their queen. So they will put the instructions on that are the most cautious, but that doesn't mean they're wrong. Okay, so that's on, you know, ready to wear. Right. But I I would pay attention when you're buying fabric. Right. Because, and I I just want to say I did this. Um, I had a cotton linen blend, and I... I made an easy tea out of it, okay? Well, first of all, first I had cotton linen blend A, and I made an easy tea out of it. And I washed, I pre-washed the fabric, and I washed and dried that thing to the end of time. And it was amazing, and it was fine. But there was this other cotton linen blend, and I was like, it said not to dry it. And it said, don't dry, you right. know, or it'll shrink. And I was like, well, I did do that with the other one, you know. No, it did. It shrunk, and it shrunk again, and it shrunk again. again. And you know, again. and I was like, crap, and you know. And that's the other thing and that can happen. So, like with Quinn, I think she should do it twice yeah. at least or something. Or, you Or know, three times. You know, with Silk Organza, I guess, is that something that you've experienced a lot of shrinkage with? with? I don't think Well, no, I because I do bathtub wash it right. probably. Yeah. Or I wash it general on cold in a lingerie bag. or so. You know, I'm probably very, very careful with it. And it doesn't go in the dryer except maybe on a fluff cycle or right. something. So, And that's so, what she was planning right. to do. So good so, on you, Quinn. So, you know, right, sure. right. I mean, you know, the there now. There are those things that you're like, this is just so dirty, it's got to be washed. I don't care how it comes out because I can't wear it if it smells or is right. like this. And you throw it in and you do your best, and if it comes out, you're like just surprised. Oh, well, wow. But, I mean, that I'm, that's after a garment's been made is what I'm saying. Right. You know, and you've stained it somehow or it's got body odor in it that doesn't seem to come out. Or, you know, even with dry cleaning, it just has, you know, it doesn't get clean anymore. Yeah. So, you know, definitely, like – Shrinking can happen over time right. too. So we always, you know, we're always telling you be real gentle with your clothes. ZD doesn't dry anything all the way. I do. I'm lazy. Um, but well, if you notice, I don't dry my delicates all the way. Yes, I dry like my towels. Yeah, my sheets all the way. <laughs> So uh, be you know be careful. But heat can shrink things. Hot water mm-hmm. as well it's, right. it's as the, the dryer. Heat. Well, hot water okay. is heat. No, I'm just saying, right. like, I, I kind of emphasize heat. the dryer. Right. So and I dryer heat. Sure. Right. Yeah. So hot yeah. is usually what shrinks things. Now, 
Water, though, can also felt things. Like agitate. Yes, the water right. and the agitation. The agitation yes. can cause yes. things to felt or mat. Mm-hmm. Mat would probably be like the real word. Well, felt it's is felting. the nice word. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Felt is the felting. nice word for mat. Um, well, the other thing, like you said, it was a cotton linen blend. Yeah. So here's what I can. I should have known. But here's what can happen. Mm-hmm. They have pre-treated right. the, the fibers. Maybe, or maybe they haven't. So they say they want this dry cleaned. They don't want you to ever put water on it because maybe it hasn't been treated. They haven't been treated together or or whatever. So what can happen is this cotton fiber keeps shrinking and the linen doesn't. Okay. Right. So now sometimes you can get a really good effect. Yeah. If you're looking for something, you'll get something and it will be like it will come out kind of bubbly. And right. that'd be kind of a neat look after you. And that's happened to me um, often on, like, home deck. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't mind this look. Right. And now I know I can wash it again and again, too. Right. You know. Yeah. So just just to be aware, you can so you can test if you're going to make some big garment. You know, you can order extra fabric. Or you can right. say, you know, I'll be able to get a few pattern pieces out of this yard long piece. So it's okay to cut it off, you know. Uh, so that is something that you can do is wash large samples um, right. in that way. Do yeah, I wish I wish I would have paid attention to the manufacturer's instructions. And you know, it only shrank vertically. Right. So I just wonder like so whatever fiber was in the warp mm-hmm. was the one that wasn't right. treated exactly. and it's the one that's shrinking, right. you know. Right. So it, it, it you know, very well could have been the cotton fiber and not yeah. the linen fiber. Yeah, and I I don't know idea. I well, didn't put it in my saute pan. <laughs> yeah. You didn't. <laughs> I didn't cook it up. I saw that. I saw that. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, just just be aware. And, you know, if you hand wash something cold and let it air dry, that's really safe. It's it's the safest you can do. And the other thing you might not want to do is use detergent. uh Use soap. Soap. So use something like shampoo. Um, You know, even something like... um, a Castile. Now there make are, sure these shampoos and things don't have like oils in them. And there are special like right. that soak stuff that you right. can use to wash, and you actually don't like, have to rinse them out. Right. That is uh, that wash was originally, I think it was originally made for knits, mm-hmm. like knitwear that you create, or that's where I saw it most often. Mm-hmm. But they are selling it like for intimates now. And I like cheap shampoo. Yeah. That works, you know, something that, and like I said, it, it you don't want it to have like an oil that it's going to deposit or okay, something. Okay, I'm just going to go off, I mean, we're going to end the podcast on a tangent. Okay. okay. Let's let's really mix everybody up. I, I just, I don't know if this product will ever sponsor us or anything, but who knows, that Lumi deodorant stuff. Mallory's in love with Lumi deodorant. I am obsessed. So I think in our episode about deodorant residue, I was like, well, the one thing I haven't tried, you know, right. is this uh, is this deodorant. And it's really interesting, everybody. And I've been using it for, I don't know, a couple months now, Yeah, I think. You know, Because I, I was like telling I, you about I it. I need to order some. You haven't ordered any. I want it for under the boobs. Okay. Yeah. So... It's a deodorant. It is not an antiperspirant. Okay, so you will sweat. In fact, I got my hair cut, and I was under that, like, polypropylene cape. Oh, gosh. And you had no air. Okay, yeah. I was wearing a camisole under a button-up. So I took the button-up off right. so that I wouldn't get, like, hair all so over it, you know? So you were dripping. 
I literally like sweat dripped down my. It was gross. I mean, sorry, well, it's been extremely it. humid here. Too. It was so humid. Right. I was under this, you know, plastic cape, and I was like, "This is so gross." But I didn't smell like anything. Yeah. This well, stuff- and that's the other thing about it. Even it's. It comes in scents, yeah. but like the scent seems to go away after a while. Yeah, no, so it's not like a perfume. So you don't like walk in and go, I'm lavender. Okay, yeah, it smells a little weird. Everybody says this. Everybody says that than me. Yeah, I I didn't mind how it smelled. Yeah, when you first get it, so if you try this stuff out and you're like, oh my god, Mallory sent me this stuff and it smells so weird. Okay, so like whatever the underlying product is, like the unscented stuff. I think it smells a little weird. Right. But you put it on your body and it dries and the, the scent just like goes away. And so I was talking about how um, sometimes when I wear artificial fibers, like, I mean, artificial, you know, man-made. <laughs> man-made. Polyester nylon. When I wear like polyester or nylon It will tend underwear, to hold on to an odor sometimes. It makes yeah. a weird odor. Mm-hmm. And um, Haley from the Seri- Very Serious Crafts podcast, the Bones and Bobbins podcast, she said this too. She's like, yeah, I just get this like strange smell and it's not my body. It's like, you know, you take the underwear off and they smell weird, right? No, no. I find that with dog collars. Uh-huh. Like when you wear a lot of them are when I wear my dog collars. <laughs> but, but no, you know, they're nylon. Yeah. And some of them don't. I put my dog, okay, here you go. How do you clean a dog collar? You put it in the washing machine in a knit bag, okay? Yeah. With, with the dog's bedding. That's how I do it. But anyway, no, sometimes they don't, it doesn't smell like the dog anymore, but it smells weird. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I'll just get real graphic here. You can turn off the podcast if you want. But I use the deodorant on my underarms, and then I use the, like, lotion product. It's the same product. They're just packaged differently. Right. So I could use the lo- whatever. Because I, the underarm is just kind of a push-up thing. Yeah, it, yeah. it's like it right. sort of, you know, helps you apply it's, it's, it. it. Right. It's, it's an applicator, right. really. Yeah. So I use the lotion package stuff in, like, the crotch area. Yeah. You know? And so I did that, and I wore my poly and nylon right. undies, and, like, there's just there's just no smell. Right. There's just no smell. And so this um, product... I feel has allowed me to rewear clothing. Oh, okay, and like not wash more it every than single one time day. Or yes, yeah. so like a pair of leggings that's fitting pretty close to your body, right? Everybody. Well, and but, Mallory does CrossFit. You know, yeah. I do aerial and thing, and so it can get kind of close oh my gosh. between your legs. Actually, I think it's really funny to. I guess don't tell my CrossFit people that I said this, but like. Everybody's got different butt and crotch sweat patterns. Yes, no, they do. They do. (laughs) One's a triangle. That person's a butt sweater. That person, you know, this. And so we're yeah, a boob sweater. A boob sweater. Right. Right. You know, and and so it's just funny. Um, but it, uh, yeah, I actually wore the same pair of leggings to a CrossFit class. Right. There was no odor. So. You can read on their website sort of how they say this happens. They say that they're stopping the bacterial Right, they're stopping the growth. Activity, right. you know, completely or whatever. So I, it's L-U-M-E. I, yeah, does it's it L-U-M-E. Ha- it does has, it have an accent or not? But well, that's how it's pronounced. Yeah, I think it's pronounced loomy. It is. It, it is. It is. It is. I checked it out. They have funny ads. Uh, All over Facebook. So you do, it's like you have to wash your body and then put it on. You know, you need a clean body. Uh, And, yeah, I'm happy with it for what it's doing for my clothing, for me to be able to re-wear, you know, certain things 
and not wash them right away, you know, because, like, yesterday I wore these leggings for, like, only three or four hours, but normally I probably wouldn't feel comfortable, like, wearing them again, well, even, and, or it depends and, on the day. And, you or, know, in conserving resources, yeah, not having to wash things a lot or it is actually one of the first things you should think about. Well, that's how much, what we... How much time you're spending cleaning things. That's what we were discussing in that deodorant episode, because I was like, right. I want to balance caring for the clothing... Which means not washing it a whole bunch. Right. But then I've got this residue from the antiperspirant in the deodorant. Which wears the clothing out yeah. also. And I I don't um, find that the Lumi leaves a residue either. I think it's a really cool product. So I would just say, you know, you can give it a try. So if we and were costuming, again, we could, like, require everyone yeah, wears there it. Yeah, there we go. There we go. But, yeah, it seems to... Um, also, you know, it, I've really been thinking about how it's benefiting my clothing slash Mallory's laundry slash life has wardrobe. changed. Yeah, I just freaking love it. Obviously, you, know? you should endorse this product. Um, And some people say it lets them go, like, longer between showering, too. Mm. Now, okay, I just have to shower after CrossFit. Well, some of that's a ha- to habit, know. too. It's like, you to. don't feel right if you don't have your right. shower. Some people, right. their shower is their morning ritual or yeah. their evening ritual or whatever. Uh, but anyway, I totally, I, I don't know, if you've ever thought about it, I'm saying We probably use too much water bathing. It's oh, probably for, our biggest absolutely thing. Absolutely, we yeah, do. We, for we, sure. We bathe a lot. 100%. We're, we're bathers. I'm tra- actually, the hairstylist told me not to do hot water in my hair. And so I was like, is it kind of difficult? Cold showers or something? I was like, well, our our well, bills will love you. There's a difference you. between hot and warm, also. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, those so are so those are our PDF patterns. Right. These are our sewing. New York Times. <laughs> uh, washing machine and dryer. This is our reviews. sewing information with all of our other crap stuck yes, in there. Yes. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. ZD, take it away. So long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com.